Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuck Show. Hanging out in the key studios Monday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site catches on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game at JMSH316 at the D. Lewis for real. Well, we're watching the Braves uh, here as it uh, is 1-1 right now. And uh, they are in the uh, bottom of the seventh uh, right now. So, um, Strider, seven innings. Three hits, one run, 10 strikeouts, two walks. He's at 100 pitches, so I'm guessing he will not pitch the eighth, although he hasn't been in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, 100 pitches through seven innings isn't all that much. Sonny Gray's been up to the task as well, though. Six innings, five hits, a run, five strikeouts, and one walk. We know that the Braves' offense has been really good, and there's Marcelo Zuna with a opposite field home run, and that gives the Braves a lead. So as of right now, uh, Strider would be the winner uh, in this game because the Braves had the at-bat here in the seventh. They took the lead. So, uh, again, he is uh, on track to be the winner. I think he will get pulled, and uh, they'll pitch the eighth and ninth inning and close this thing out. So, uh, and Iglesias will probably close it out, so that'll be adventurous. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ozuna with another big hit, big home run to give the Braves a lead. But right now, we know how good the Braves' offense is has been, right? I mean, you look at some of the numbers that the Braves are putting up. Matt Olson's on pace for fifty over 50 homers and 120 uh, RBI. Sean Murphy's on pace for 25 homers, almost 90 RBI. Ozzy's on pace for almost 40 homers and over 100 RBI. Rosario's on pace, 13 homers, 37 RBI. He's on pace for over 25 homers, 75 to 80 RBI. Big contributions everywhere. Marcelo Zuna, we just talked about. Ronnie, obviously, 30 homers, 70 steals. He's on pace for, you know, 30, 70. So we've talked about, you know, again, we we know these individual performances. Right now, the Braves are averaging 5.56 runs per game. They are on track right now, and this is before tonight, so before tonight, through the 77 games that they had played, they are on pace to score 901 runs. Now, when you look historically for the Atlanta Braves, right, the franchise record is that 2003 team. And this is what I was trying to allude to 
early on in the show. I, I again, I never thought that the Braves would have a better offensive output than what the 2003 group was. I mean, that was that was the all all timer for them. But if you look, the Braves are on track for 901 runs scored. That 2003 team had 905 runs. Let me make sure I got that that right. Yes, 900 sorry, 907 runs. Now, there are four teams that bested the 2003 Braves, but I'm not going to count them because one was 1894, one was 1897, one was 1893, one was 1895. That's the four teams. So in the modern 20th, 21st century of Braves baseball, the 907 runs by that 2003 team, and by the way, they averaged 5.6 runs per game. The Braves are at 5.56 runs per game, 901 run pace. I thought that was the best offense I've seen. That was Javi with the 40 homers. That was Chipper in left, Andrew in center, Sheffield in right, Marcus Giles with a monster year. Raphael for Cal had about 125 runs scored. And obviously, Javi had the 40 homers, 100 RBI. That was the best Braves offense I've seen. And then they ran up against Pryor and Wood, and it was over in a heartbeat. And, you know, Leo with the famous saying, oh, yeah, I think it happened a short series. Anyway, um, the next team. When you discard the 1898, 1896, 1892, 1899 Braves, the next team with the highest amount of runs in a season is the 2019 Atlanta Braves. They had 855 runs scored. So the Braves are on pace to blow right past that number. And look, when you look at the fact that the injuries that the Braves had in the first half of the year. Arcia missed 10 games. Michael Harris, right? I mean, with all with the different, I mean, it wasn't, again, we just said, it wasn't just the pitching staff that had injuries. The positional players had injuries as well. And you look at the gauntlet that they basically faced in the first half of that, of the schedule for the season. If you, if you look at the schedule that they had, you know, they ran a pretty good gauntlet through the months of, you know, uh, April and May. But if you look at the second half schedule, okay, the White Sox, the Brewers, the Red Sox, the Angels, Cubs, Pirates, Mutts, Yankees, Giants, Colorado, the Dodgers, St. Louis. They haven't played a game against St. Louis yet. That's a last-place team. Uh, Pittsburgh stinks, Miami, Philly, Washington, Cubs. They have yet to see the Cubs. So certainly the schedule in the second half of the season, when you look, isn't nearly as daunting as what the schedule in the first half was with the Orioles and the Rangers and the Padres. I guess they did play St. Louis at the very beginning of the year. That was the second series of the year. But they've got St. Louis on their home field. You know, the Rangers, the Dodgers, 
you know, even um, you know, even now with the Cincinnati Reds that they just finished up against. So the schedule in the second half isn't nearly as daunting as what it's been in the first half of the season. And when you look, there's no reason to think that this Braves offense can't potentially catch that 2003 juggernaut of an offensive team. And again, I'll say, that was the best offensive team I'd ever seen from the Braves. And that's why they set the franchise record, right? I mean, they were they were outstanding in 2003. Uh, what'd they win? They won, I think it was, um, oh gosh, I'm going to say, I think it was, a, I know it was over 100, 100 wins that they had. Yeah, 101 and 61. Well, you look, the Braves are the first team to 50 wins in the National League right now, and their offense is rolling. And from a runs-per-game perspective, that 2000, uh, sorry, the 2020 team, believe it or not, is the highest run-per-game team that the Braves had. But remember, that was the 60-game pandemic season. They averaged 5.8 runs per game. The 2003 team was second at 5.6. This year's team is at 5.56. That's the third highest in Braves franchise history in the modern era. Again, I'm not counting 19th century results. I'm talking about 20th century, 21st century results. This is the third highest runs per game scoring team in franchise history. And they definitely have an outside shot to be the all-time leader in runs scored. So it gives you an idea as to the depth of this lineup, the quality of this lineup, and how good that everybody has been. Everybody has contributed. As we talked to Brett Boone, there are no easy outs in this lineup. And how many times have we gone on here and talked about 7, 8, and 9? Michael Harris or Orlando Arcia or Marcelo Zuna or Eddie Rosario or whoever's in that 7-8-9 spot. Everybody contributes. And, and figure this in, too. Riley's not had a stretch where he's carried the Braves. Michael Harris has struggled in the first half of the year. Ronnie's going to be great all year long. Ozzy's going to be great all year long. Matt Olson's going to mash the ball all year long. But we haven't even seen the best of Michael Harris or Austin Riley so far. It's not like that those guys are going to go back to the mean or middle. If anything, they should be better in the second half. And then you factor in all the injuries that happened in the first half of the season for the Atlanta Braves. There's no reason to think why they can't break the all-time franchise record for runs scored in a season. And I'll be honest with you, I never thought I would see that. Even in modern-day you know, home run or bust baseball and all this good kind of stuff. I, I never thought that I would never thought that I would see a team that could score with that 2003 team. And isn't it fitting that 20 years later, here we have this Braves team that is pounding the daylights out of the baseball. That was a big series over the weekend. And again, you know, the bandbox that is uh, Great American Ballpark. I mean, let's face it, that is one of the great Band box stadiums in baseball. A lot of home runs that get hit there, and especially when the weather warms up. And factor that in, too, that the weather's warm, right? Summertime weather, balls start flying out of ballparks. 
So don't be surprised if the Braves make a serious run at trying to be the all-time, and there's Ronnie, right? And he delivers uh, a home run. That's a two-run shot for Ronnie. That's why I like Michael Harrison, that nine-hole. Oh, yeah. Because with him on base, you know, coming with him on base and then having to face Ronnie, that's a problem for a pitcher. Yep, absolutely. There's a ton of speed on the base pass as well. Again, there are no easy outs in this lineup. And now the Braves are up 4-1 to one here as uh, they look to keep extending their lead. So, um, Braves have been on a roll. Hey, didn't we was it this was it this show that talked about June being the month where the schedule lightens up and moving a month? chance for the yeah, moving yeah. month yeah. and a chance for the Braves to open up a lead by mm-hmm. double digits over the Phillies and the Mutts? Was it I, I can't remember, was it Dukes and Bell or or was it this show? No, it was that guy, uh, what do they call him? The Andy Georgia and Randy? Ra- no, no, the Georgia, Georgia oh, Rattlesnake oh, uh, guy. Oh, the Morning Shaft. No, no, uh, Chuckery. That oh, was okay, yeah. okay, all right. So, again, uh, sometimes we get something right, you know, every so often. But uh, Braves looking to roll here and um, finish off the, uh, the Twins. And, uh, you know, look, they'll close out. I mean, look, even if they lose every single game the rest of the way in the month of, of June, they've had an outstanding June to this point, and they've done their job in expanding this lead in the NL East. That's why I said the NL East is over. This division is is a wrap. But watch, again, if you want to have some fun, watch and see if the Braves can keep pace with that 2003 team. Because, again, I'll say I never thought I would see a team better offensively than what that 03 team was. They were outstanding that year. I mean, they had they had horses everywhere in that lineup. That was another lineup that just, there were no easy outs in that lineup. And there's no easy outs in this lineup as well. All right, when we come back, it will be time for That's Life. I've got a surprise for Day Day. As uh, Have you seen this uh, potential surprise for Deadpool 3? No, I haven't seen this okay, one. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you Uh-oh. next. Plus our top 10, Chuck Rinnakia Studios, Sports Radio, 910 The Game, the app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at it, Chuckery Show. 9.20, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Get to our top ten here in just a few minutes. Um, so take a guess. We, we talked about this on Deadpool 3, okay? So we've talked about the fact that supposedly there's been rumors. We know Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, okay? There's also been rumors that the original X-Men cast has been on set and, and reportedly being part of the movie. Guess who was reportedly spotted on the set of Deadpool 3? Uh, now that you say that, was... Because I can't remember if it was Deadpool, but it was a Marvel movie. Is that the one with Seth Rollins? No, no, no. Because Seth Rollins is in a, he's in something. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. No, no, this is, this is, this would be another former, um, another former Marvel character. Hmm. That's been in a movie, had his own movie. Had his own movie? Had his own movie. Uh, that would only, well, there's only, uh, Wesley Snipes? Nope. But you're in the, you're, you're, you're thinking correctly. Ooh, I don't, oh, go ahead, Chuck, go ahead. No, you're not going to like it. Ben Affleck has been Uh, reported on the set uh, of Deadpool 3. For, uh, Daredevil. It's, although it's unknown whether he's in the film or not, previous rumors have indicated that he would be reprising his role as Daredevil. What, what's the character's name? Um... He's a lawyer. What's his yeah. name? Yeah, is it uh, Ben Murdoch? Murdoch. Murdoch. Uh, ben Murdoch or uh, something? No, not Matt Murdoch. Matt Murdoch. Matt yes. Murdoch. Yes. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. Yeah, but you know what though? Again, if it's just a cameo. Yeah, if it's that, just a cameo, that then... would that would be cool. Yeah. I, again, listen. I, I I have this feeling that because again, the the first two Deadpool movies have been, like, they were way more popular than people thought they were going to be. Yeah. And and there was a lot of buzz for Deadpool 2. Yeah. And, you know, again, their R-rated 
Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And they've talked about the idea of pulling out all the stops of, mm-hmm. of for Deadpool. Yep. I have a feeling they're going to pull out all the stops for Deadpool 3. So, yeah. It'd be interesting to see then if Ben if Ben Affleck is there, if they would tie in. Because um, it's just, if they would bring, uh, what's the girl? Well, she was the girl. Uh, yeah, she Electra. Did Electra. Uh, what's her name? Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Could be. I mean, but again, I, I hope that they, I hope they get all of these people in there. Like, it'd be pretty cool. And again, there's from that op- aspect, yeah, it'd be I, cool. I mean, there, there's, I mean, look, there's a lot of rumor and innuendo, and they, and and at times, they purposely want you to leak things out, right, right. and say, oh, well, Ben right. Affleck, because there's nothing to it, right? But right. just to keep people guessing and to create mm. buzz, yeah, right. That's true. But That's I true. would, I would love to see the X Men. I, again, I, and I didn't like Daredevil at all. I was right. with you. <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was with you on that. I mean, Colin Farrell was not a very good villain, but no. I, I, I didn't like Daredevil. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Again, I think the whole premise of that comic is ridiculous, but, um, but it would be cool, like for cameos. Yeah, from that aspect. Now, yeah. now it would be really funny because he plays Bat Brain. Right. right, he's in the Flash. Right, right, right. I right. mean, we we see him in the Flash. Right, yep. I mean, they they have both bat brains. Yep. Is Michael Keaton and Ben yep. Hart attack? I mean, so yep. uh, again, it would be funny <laughs> to see him show up in a Marvel movie after he's just in the Flash. Yeah, is that movie the, out yet? Yeah, it came out two weekends ago. I believe. Okay, yeah. was it any good? I didn't see it yet. Okay, um, I didn't heard see any it yet. buzz about it. You know what? Honestly, I have not. And you know, normally, like I haven't seen anything on. Social media, like I haven't seen anyone talking about it. Well, shockingly, maybe it's because can he do press? Well, you know, a lot of people are boy not trying to be funny, but a lot of people there. I know a lot of people that are kind of staying away from the movie from the sense of they're not in support of him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, I I don't even I don't even know if he's doing press or anything I haven't like that. Seen that he has because again, he's got I mean, Ezra Miller, who's we're yeah. talking about. He's the Flash. He's got all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't yeah. even know if he's doing any. Any press? I haven't seen any. So. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. All right. Um, a Florida man who was um, desperate to hide some drugs to avoid a traffic stop swallowed his cocaine that he was in possession of. Uh, Flagler County deputy said that Leslie Brock swallowed the drugs as deputies were trying to pull him over for a traffic violation. When deputies approached the driver's side of the vehicle, deputies spotted a torn open baggie on his lap with small white flakes consistent with cocaine on his shorts. Flagler Sheriff's Office shared body cam video of the arrest, which showed Brock refusing to step out of the car multiple times when asked. Uh, Deputies ultimately removed Brock from the car and placed him in handcuffs. At the scene, they tested the flakes found in his car, which were presumptive for coke, uh, po- presumptive, which were presumptive positive for cocaine. Brock was also seen spitting out a white substance. So you found cocaine on me, bro? Brock asked. It's in your spit. <laughs> uh, um, Brock was taken to a Palm County hospital for treatment after ingesting large amounts of cocaine. This poison peddler could have died while attempting to conceal his narcotics by swallowing them, Richard uh, Staley, the sheriff, said in a statement. If you get caught with illegal narcotics, don't make things worse by swallowing them. 
Remember, kids, never eat more weed than you can chew and, and eat. Right? That was that was the Nate Newton theory. Yeah. Never eat more weed. Never never get caught with more weed than you can eat. Yeah. Right? Um, if you get caught with illegal narcotics, don't make things worse by swallowing them. He is lucky to be alive and willing to be and, and will be heading to the Green Roof Inn once he is released from the hospital. Uh, he is still hospitalized pending medical clearance. He's facing charges of resisting arrest, possession of cocaine, and tampering with uh, evidence. So, yeah. That's um, and not, and not to be funny, there was a there's a you know a, was a popular rapper. That's how he died. Is playing mm-hmm. uh, Juice World. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, again, you can't you and, can't just swallow a whole bunch of coke yeah, and, yeah. and think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Like again, you stop, take the punishment, don't die for it. Right. Anyway, um, happy birthday to Chris Isaac, uh, Patty Smythe, Shannon Sharp, Derek Jeter. Mike Vick's birthday is today as well. It's a pretty good list. Um, Aubrey Plaza, do you know who she is? No, I'm not familiar yeah, with her. Yeah, she's in that White Lotus. She's a good-looking woman. Okay. And uh, Ariana Grande, do you know her? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I very much enjoy her music. I, she's I got will, some good records. Yes. She's got some good uh, records. I saw that Olivia Rodrigo's next album is coming out in October. No, okay. No, September of this year. Her new song is coming out next week called Vampire, mm-hmm. and her new album comes out in September. Okay. It's, it's um, Vampire is the new song, and Guts, I think, is the album title. Okay. So very much looking forward to that. Sour was her first album. That was a huge success. Right. whole bunch of number ones on there. So, so with that, tonight's top ten list, in honor of Chris Isaac, <laughs> um, who had the, the hit... Um, um, uh, oh gosh! Now my brain just got fried. Uh, Wicked game, okay. right? One hit wonder for for Chris Isaac. Wicked yeah. game. That's a great song. Yep. With that, tonight's top ten list. Your favorite one hit wonder songs. Day day, the floor is yours. Uh, so, uh, Aha, take on me. Okay. I love that song. I love that video. Growing up, um, Rob Bass, DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. Yep, I love that song. That's yep. one of my favorite songs to dance to. Yep. Um, me and Mrs. Jones, Billy Paul. Oh, nice. That's a classic yes, song, but he absolutely. never had anything chart the way yeah. that did. Nice. Um, and then another one kind of from that era, Minnie Rippleton. Oh, yeah, Loving uh, You. Loving You. Yeah, you know, she's the mother of uh, Maya, uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Wasn't that, um, was that song written or produced by Stevie Wonder? Uh, I don't. Was it by him or was it by her? Because wasn't her husband a writer slash producer or something gonna, like I'm that? I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look that up. Okay. Um, uh, next, I don't know if you remember the song "Don't Want to Fall in Love." Jane Child. Uh, I love. That's on my list as yeah, well. Yeah, love that um, record. Love that. I again, that was in my club MTV days. Right. <laughs> um, tag team. Whoop! There it is. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if you're familiar with this one. A group called Diggable Planets. They had a song called "Rebirth of Slick." Cool like that. Okay, it's two. Uh, it was a rap yeah. group. Stevie Wonder. So the songwriters were Minnie Ripperton and Richard Rudolph, and it was Stevie okay. Wonder. Was uh, Stevie Wonder was the producer? Okay, for so that he record. produced it in the yes. husband. I knew the husband had something to do. With yep. That. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, because well, they were they were married, right? Yes, because yeah, it yeah. was Richard. Because that's my Rudolph's that's the father. Dad, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I, I, I remember that he was. I Part thought, of I, yeah, producer or something. But he was the producer okay. for that record. A young Stevie then. Um, House no, of no, Pain. No, no, no. That that album came out in the mid seventies. That that well, that, young that was in the sense of Stevie would have been like in his twenties, right? Oh no 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 no. In the seventies. Hold on. Let me see. Would he have been in his thirties already? 
Let me see. Stevie Wonder. He, Stevie Wonder was born in, okay, 19, okay, he was born in 1950. Yeah. So he'd have so been, 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 been in his mid-20s. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. All right, uh, House of Pain, Jump Around. Uh, Delight, Groove is in the Heart. Yep, I've got that one on my all right. list. And then Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, I have uh, two honorable mentions. Okay. Don't Worry, Be Happy by uh, Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. Yep. Yes. Um, Kung Fu Fighting. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Yep, by yeah, by Carl <laughs> Douglas. Yeah. All right, um, on my list, I'm Too Sexy. Te- uh, yeah, sexy Right Said Fred. Fred. Yeah. Ice Ice Baby, Baby by... Ice. Now, you, you know the story about that song. When that song went to number one, mm-hmm. they immediately pulled the single. The record company pulled the single because they wanted people... To go buy the album mm. to get Ice Ice Baby, get to, they yeah. waited until it got to number one, and then they pulled the the single, and they wouldn't, and they and they did they stopped selling the single right as it went to number one. Wow! Because they because that's why they, that's the reason why it was only number one for one week mm. is because they pulled the single, and they ha- and people had to buy the album. So they kind of messed themselves up a little bit then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. The re- I understand the record company's logic, but it, it didn't. It backfired. Right. Uh, and by the way, he also did the um, he also did the follow up single, "Play That Funky Music, Music." Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and obviously he had one of the great lines in movie movie history: "Drop the zero and get with the hero." Yeah. <laughs> from from what was that? Cool as ice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Drop the zero and get with the hero. So again. Uh, um, I don't. I had don't want to fall in love on okay. my list as well. I had groove in the heart as well. Um, the Macarena. I still listen to that song. Okay. I still. I still like the Macarena. Um, Somebody's watching me by Rockwell. Oh, Rockwell. Yeah. Now, now that was rumored to be Barry Gordy's son. son. Yeah. I don't know if there was Michael, any. Michael sings on that record, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Was it his son? I never heard any type of validation, but I do okay. remember that rumor. Um. Funky Town by oh, yeah. Uh, Lips Inc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rapper's Delight, with 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 one of the greatest songs, yeah. with one of the greatest lyrics in history. Um, if your girlfriend starts acting up, then you take her friend. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite lines ever. Um, the Smithereens, a girl like you. Okay, I remember that one. And. My final song is, and I love this. I love listening to this, but it's from my disco era. Mm-hmm. Don't leave me this way by Telma Houston. How now that was a song that was covered by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Okay. First, okay. they did the first because all of those, all of those records, like the the Stax record, I think it was right. Stax and and all that, the Philadelphia sound, mm-hmm. like all of those records, they were covering all their different records and stuff like right. that. Right. Right. So Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes did the first version. Of that song, and then Telma Houston okay. covered it and took it to number one, and it's the big dance hit, Don't Leave Me This Way. Okay. So, big disco dance hit. So, nice. there you go. All right, when we come back, Jason Longshore joined us earlier in the program, what he had to say about this 4 nothing loss to the New York Red Bulls. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out at Kia Studios, Monday night with you. 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app site, catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game, at JMSH316, at the underscore, or sorry, the uh, D. Lewis for real. Um, well, Lanny United took a drubbing on a Saturday. And look, it's just kind of one of those matches. Uh, obviously, they do not play well up at Red Bull Stadium. But here to sort all of it out is our buddy on the waitfor.com hotline, Atlanta Ford dealer, Jason Longshore, color analyst for all things Atlanta United. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Longshoe. He will be on the broadcast on Sunday as uh, Atlanta United and Philadelphia hook up. 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock kick. Jason and Mike, uh, Mike Connie will have the call for all of that. So, Jason, as always, my friend, appreciate uh, a few minutes here. And uh, what happened on Saturday? That was uh, that was just kind of, I guess, was it one of those matches or was there something specific that you saw that was going on in that match that caused all of that? I, I think it's a little bit of both when you really drill down into this. It's one of those matches in terms of the scoreline because when you fall behind a good defensive team, a pressing team like the Red Bulls, and then you have to start risking some passes into dangerous areas, you're going to leave yourself open to giving up other goals. At 2-0 down, they went for it in the first part of the second half. Got some opportunities, got some looks. You pull a goal back there, could have been an interesting finish. But I'm okay with a team that at 2-0 down, after two mistakes in the first half that conceded those goals, I'm okay with a team that doesn't say, that's ah, just not our day. Let's just defend and then make sure we don't lose by more than two nil. I don't. I don't want that attitude. I don't like that attitude. So they went for it. They conceded two more off of deflections at the end. So some of it is just one of those days. But the fact is, you gave up a goal off of a throw-in, and that opened the scoring. And we've seen it before this season. Whether it's a throw-in, whether it's a non-dangerous restart, a free kick in the middle third that's played quickly, and teams are scoring goals off of moments that they should not be getting goal-scoring opportunities off of. That's the part that scoreline, yeah, it's one of those days. I, I, a loss is a loss. I'm not really – I don't care. But the way you conceded first in a, in a match where you can't concede first to the Red Bulls because they're one of the best defensive teams in the league – you just can't have that happen, and that's something that has to get corrected. And at this point, it feels like, and I said it on the full-time report, it feels like a running back who's got fumbleitis and just keeps dropping the ball inexplicably, and you work on it, and you practice it, and you do everything you can to try to prevent it from happening, and it keeps happening. And, you know, Jason, I mean, look, you and I have specifically talked about this, you know, repeatedly. Now it's 35 goals in 20 MLS goals games played. And, you know, again, you're not going to beat a lot of MLS teams who've given up 35 goals in a 20-game stretch. And we've talked about the idea of, you know, whether it's getting the players to play better, whether it's a, a scheme. I mean, I, I don't know, but there's something that is just, you know, I, I was talking about the Atlanta Hawks, that there's something fundamentally flawed about their, about their roster and their DNA. There's something flawed right now with Atlanta United in the defense, and it's not just 
again, I know Miles Robinson, you know, wasn't there, what have you. But mm-hmm. again, it's it's more than that. I mean, this is this is an ongoing thing, and it's becoming the real theme of this season for Atlanta United. Yeah, it's more than Robinson being out, and I I don't think it's scheme or game model or, or tactics. I, I don't think it is those things. I, I really don't. Not the majority of the goals and not the bad ones that you're conceding. It's individual mistakes and it's moments where, whether it's a loss of focus or switching off or whatever we want to call it, it's it's moments where individuals aren't making plays. And I think you're you're getting to the point because you're wasting a great attacking season. What Atlanta is doing on the attacking end this year they're one of the top scoring teams in the league. That's something we always want out of Atlanta United. We want to see teams that wear the red and black and gold, be on the front foot, get numbers forward, score goals, have big attacking moments. That's what you're getting out of this team this year. The attack has lived up to their end of it, but the defensive side is letting the team down. And when you look at the table right now, they're, they're sixth in the table, and you look at who's ahead of them, they've been better this season. You know, it's not like an unlucky six. They're they're six. That's where they deserve to be. I think they should be higher on talent. And if you had some of these mistakes or plays getting made that need to get made defensively, mistakes getting cut out, the team should be higher. And I think they can be higher. But if you keep having mistakes, you have to change personnel. And, and I think that's what you're starting to get to is, you know, players have to earn those spots and keep those spots by not making mistakes that are costing the team in games. And that's just what it keeps coming down to. Jason Longshore on the waitfor.com hotline color analyst for all things Lanny United joining me here. Did you see the comments by Caleb Wiley to uh, Doug Roberson of the AJC? Um, he said, quote, I don't I just don't think we came in with the right mentality. You could see it from the very start. Yes, we created some chances. We were a threat in moments of the game but we didn't want it. They're a team that you have to come out in the front, on the front foot and ready to go to war, and I just don't think that we were owning that tonight. Now, again, uh, I understand the thought, and, and obviously we've not played well in New York, but you know it does get concerning when you hear comments like that from guys because, again, when you're going on the road against a team you've not had a lot of success in their building and things like that, like I, I, I guess – at the end of the day, Jason, I don't want to hear those kinds of comments. I mean, I'm not saying they're not true, but I don't want to hear that from my guys. I mean, to put it in another example, I heard this for a year when the Atlanta Hawks were playing, well, we just weren't ready. Well, okay, well, get ready. I mean, Mm -hmm. and again, I know it was a short week, but still, you know that you're going to have to go on the road and you have to go up to a a tough place to play. I, I just, I don't like hearing those kinds of things out of players. And it doesn't seem like we've heard that from Atlanta United players in the past. No, no, I can't really remember hearing things like that on a any kind of a regular basis or maybe even ever. And, and I think that kind of goes back to that first goal. And, and you look at that first goal and it, it's, I mean, as fundamental of a, a play as you can get, it's a throw-in. And two bounces in the 18 and it's the goal. I mean, you hear the replay, and the, the replay is the fastest replay of a goal we've ever had on the Atlanta United radio network. Like, it, it's five seconds. It shouldn't happen. And that is being locked in. That's being ready to go. That's those things. 
Now, I think it's easy after you concede, then it then the game changes. Then you have to start taking those chances and pushing numbers forward and trying to risk some passes through the middle. And that's how they got burned on the second goal. The timing was horrendous. But everything that happened, and I've talked this season a lot about game state. And I think in, in soccer, it's something that you have to always keep in mind. You hear that scoreline and you're like 4-0, that they got thoroughly dominated in the game. Red Bulls didn't have a whole lot of chances in the first half. They scored on two mistakes that you give them. I, wasn't, the on, you can, wasn't the on-target shots like 2-2 in the first half or yeah. something like that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty even. And your mistakes punished you. And when you conceded first against them, then that feeds into their way of playing. It's a defensive team that plays without the ball. So you have to go chase the game. You need the ball more. You have to try to risk things. They're going to be able to punish you for that. Game state is is so important. And when you look at how long a team is trailing in a game or how early a team scores and takes the lead and is able to be a little comfortable, and I think the, the first time Atlanta played the Red Bulls this season is a prime example of that. Atlanta got the goal first. Red Bulls then had to try to play a little bit more. They didn't create a whole lot in that game. They were uncomfortable because they had to chase the game and get out of their comfort zone. Atlanta, comfort zone with the ball, that part's fine, but the Red Bulls are stronger with a lead because they need the ball even less, and they're able to set those traps and cause those turnovers that ultimately led to goal number two. And then at that point, you're looking for a miracle comeback, and you're trying to to get something, and you don't, and you get hit on two deflected goals. The, The final two goals... Honestly, I don't really care about. It's the first one from a throw-in, and it's the timing of the second one. Because if you get to halftime, one nil down, made a mistake, had a chance or two, you can grow from there. Right. Two nil down, you got to be desperate, and you're not going to win a lot of games or get results in a lot of games if you're having to play in a desperate manner. So, how important does getting off to a good start? leading into the Philadelphia game. They're the best goal differential team in all of MLS. Um, Obviously, that's not just from all blowout wins and stuff like that. I mean, they're a plus-14 goal differential. How important is it for this team to get off to a good start and not let, you know, a team that obviously can score, not let them get out in front, you know, because, again, it seems like once we get down a couple of goals when we have to start taking those chances, then it kind of starts to spiral from there. It's mission critical because Philadelphia is a different variation of of the Red Bulls in in the terms that they don't really play with the ball. Everything is based the way that they play and their tactics and their, their philosophy. It's based on when they don't have the ball, they're creating those turnovers and there's opportunities for transition. So it's the, it's the same idea. You can't fall behind first because then that makes the opponent stronger you get the first goal and then they have to play and they have to start doing things that they don't normally do, the game can snowball. And we've seen Atlanta take advantage of that over the years too, where you get that early goal and then you're comfortable. The other team starts, you know, trying things, doing things that are, that are uncomfortable for them. They give up a mistake. You get a second goal and then maybe a third and a fourth. That's such a big factor in these games, in this league, especially game state is critical the first goal is critical. 
not falling behind, I think, is the most critical situation for an Atlanta United team that, frankly, hasn't been good enough defensively to to get enough results to be higher in the table right now. Last question for you. Um, you know, is it important that you're going to get a whole week, I mean, in a day, I guess, I guess you get eight days in between games, but no midweek game this week, um, you know, a chance to work on some things, rest up. I mean, how important is just, you know, for a team that is obviously very successful in Philadelphia, how important is it to just kind of have, you know, a whole week to just focus on them and not have any kind of midweek matches or anything else going on? It's massive. And last week was a tough week because of that. And it's not something that any of the players or the coaching staff are going to talk about because people will say, and it's, it's an excuse, but when you play a team like NYC, that is a, a ball dominant team. They want possession. You play them on the Wednesday and then you have to turn around and play like as close to the exact opposite sort of style of play as possible. And you play them on the Saturday. That's difficult because you don't really have any normal training sessions in between. It's recovery. It's minor things. It's prep. It's some video analysis. It's things like that. And you go play. Now you're playing another team that plays in a similar way to the last opponent you had. So you're able to build on things from that Red Bulls game, things that went well and things that went wrong. You can learn from that, have a full week of preparation, even an extra day, and be at home as well. So it's a really big factor to not be on short rest and have a full week of prep. Jason Longshore, he'll be on the call against Philadelphia coming up on Sunday as a 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock kick. Jason and uh, Mike, uh, Mike Connie will have the call for all of that. So we'll see if uh, Atlanta United can find a way to get a victory. Jason, join me here on the waitfor.com hotline on Twitter at Longshoe. Jason, as always, my friend, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show tonight. Thanks. We'll catch up again soon. You got it. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.